Good morning, everyone tuning in on this brisk, snowy Wednesday morning as we are joined by our listeners for this extra non-scheduled podcast episode of Cheap Seats, the podcast currently produced and created by the students in the television production workshop class within the prestigious Dragon Broadcasting Program at Lake Orion High School. My name is Ben Shadle, and today we have the usual lineup missing by only one person, what was that, Zach? <laughs> Press the wrong I, button. I don't know. Press the wrong button. Uh, we have Zach Hayes on the audio board, if you didn't know by now. Great job, Zach. Good morning, buddy. And then uh, we got morning. on the other side of the glass, we have Aiden Novak and an empty chair next to him. Uh, we are missing Kyle Purdy on this morning. He is uh, missing. You know, we've all tried to contact him. We don't know where he is currently right now. And, Asleep. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. He might show up. We might have Tyler show up. We don't really know what's going to happen right now. This is the uh, current starting lineup as we've got right now anyways uh now before before we get into uh what i got in my paper here today we've got uh two quick things to go over real quickly firstly you know we got to do we ever do at the beginning of every episode whether it's kyle or zach on the audio audio board you know we got to do the honorary cracking crack open of the can to bless this intriguing podcast act and that now goes to the guy on my right mr hayes there you go. Zach, what is the uh, the energy drink this Wednesday it is morning? a yellow edition Red Bull. Never had it. I usually go with the white, but I ran out. So. Trying something new today. I like it. How much caffeine's it got? Uh, I think it's 160. I'm not sure. It's not that bad. It's pretty good. What do we got? 114. 114. All right. Not bad. Anyways, uh, so, Zach, that was actually a crisp opening. Great form. You know, no spillage. I, I would call that a 10 out of 10 in terms of form. Novak's falling asleep over there. Okay, let's let's get on to the actual topics here today. But before we do that, um, uh, first things first, we're going to go a new kind of segment here uh, today. Oh, it's kind boy. of interesting. Um yeah, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It, honestly, it's going to be uh, kind I'm of waiting. fun for me. Oh, I'm sorry, Zach. Give me, you gotta, uh, I'm gotta waiting. Give me a second. Buddy, okay, buddy. Here we go. Let's go. So we got some music here today for everybody. Um, Novak, I'm going to start with you. We're going to go kind of around the room style here today. It's going to be a couple of different questions about the future landscape of the NFL. And Novak, I'm going to go to you first, all right? The Pittsburgh Steelers hired former Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith as their new offensive coordinator, replacing Matt Canada at that position. <laughs> <laughs> Novak, do you think that the Steelers' run game under Smith will become, a, will become a top seven run game due to his prior success in Tennessee with Derrick Henry in the NFL this year? It'll probably be bottom half, in my opinion. Bottom half? Just because he did not utilize B. John Robinson at all with the Falcons. Good point. I don't see him utilizing the run at all with Pittsburgh, even though that was their strength on offense. Mm -hmm. I just think he's going to completely screw it all up. I get that. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, you know, anything's better than Matt Canada. I'd rather put Oscar the Grouch out there than uh, <laughs> Stevie than Wonder as Stevie your coordinator. Wonder. Yeah. Helen Keller. Here we go, baby. Anyways, Zach, now on to you. I know you don't know football that much, so I'll be a little bit nice here with this first question. The Detroit Is Tigers. Is the same one? No, I'm giving you different questions. Oh, that's dumb. The Detroit Tigers recently announced a six-year extension on a top prospect in all of baseball, Colt Keith. Zach, do you think Colt Keith is your starting second baseman in Detroit by opening day? He could be. That's a great idea. Can we, can Honestly, we elaborate he, I, a little I bit more? Can't, I don't know too much about him. Mm 
mm-hmm. I haven't been following the off season. I've been pretty busy. I, unlike you, I, I can't just religiously follow it. Okay. Um, but I he he could be. I mean, with how last year ended, we could we could replace some positions. I like that. I like that. But it comes down to him, honestly. I just I would rather put somebody out there who has experience. As long if if he goes out there and does a good job, then that'd be great. Yeah. But if he just goes out there in his first in his debut and it's just going horribly, then give him some more time with the development, and we'll go from there. Keith, only 21 years old, signing a six-year extension with the Tigers. I mean, realistically, the Tigers are now in a position to where they're contending, right? They're they're favored this year in the top of the AL Central. Um, it's definitely possible for them to uh, to have Colt Keith uh, keep on excelling, and uh, we'll see what happens as as we continue to go on. Anyways, Novak, we're going to you now. Uh, Real quick on that. Go ahead, sir. I'm not going to say that they're going to contend, but I, I not only do I want them to contend, obviously, I think they can contend. The year will completely depend about how they go about doing it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. In my yeah. opinion. Continue. Over to Novak. Over to Novak. Novak. Here we go. Sorry, the music cut out there a little bit. Novak, question two now for you. The Detroit Lions recently announced that offensive coordinator Ben Johnson is staying in Detroit for at least one more year. Novak, does defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn do the same? I would hope so, and I think he does, yeah. Um, I think he's going to kind of have the same mentality as Ben Johnson as job's not finished. Like, I've got business still to do here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm thinking he's going to stay, and I don't think they want to go out like that the way they did. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah. It was horrible. It's a good point. All right, Zach, now it's your turn. I know you're an Ohio State fan, so we're going to throw a little bit of Michigan at you here this morning. That's tough. <laughs> the Los Angeles I, Chargers. I'm just happy they lost like last night against MSU. Well, that's the Honestly. future question. We'll get to that in a second. But the, the Los Angeles Chargers hired former Michigan head football coach Jim Harbaugh this offseason to replace former head coach Brandon Staley. Zach, do you think that Harbaugh turns Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert into an MVP-type caliber player in his first season in L.A.? Mm, not uh, if he will it's not going to be first season no it's not going to be, be like a light switch it can be down the line but it's not going to be right now i don't see that happening why not because it's that you can't just put somebody in the spot and then act like nothing changed it's That's not true. gonna it's not it even took dan campbell a couple years to turn this place around he's not gonna be able to just get in there and then instantly turn herbert into an mvp quarterback i don't see that happening within one or two years yeah, well, in three or four, maybe. It honestly, yeah. I can see it happening, but yeah. not as soon as that. Yeah, no, I get it. Well, the Lions, they basically had no talent on that roster when Dan Campbell yeah, first came in. They had Jared Goff, who was like not in a great men- yeah. not in a great mental spot with mm-hmm. just getting traded from LA. Yep. Harbaugh's coming into a team that's got loads of talent, a talented mm-hmm. quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he could be able to turn that around and make it a playoff team, and Herbert could be one of like the top 10 QBs in the league. I mean, he already is, technically. I mean, now, now you're looking for – I mean, Harbaugh has been quoted as being sort of a quarterback messiah, you know, with his work with J.J. McCarthy this year. Here's a question for you, Novak. We're going we're gonna to improvise a little bit, and we're going to go into this next question. In, um, in Jim Harbaugh's last tenure in the NFL – um, he had former quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Novak, do you think that this is now the time when Colin Kaepernick gets his opportunity as a backup quarterback in the NFL? No, uh, I do not see that. He already tried as like he did like his little throw days or whatever it is at Michigan when Harbaugh was there. Never got his chance in the NFL, and he's just he's not getting any younger. I just I don't see him uh, getting his opportunity in the NFL just because. 
he's not getting any younger. You know what I mean? Anyways, honestly, Zach, or excuse me, honestly, Novak, I kind of agree with you there. Um, I know a lot of uh, people don't really like Colin Kaepernick for what he's done, and uh, I'm not going to go into that right now on the, on this podcast. But that honestly, if hole. there was definitely if there was any uh, opportunity that Kaepernick could come back in the NFL, I think it would be this one. Now, going back to Zach here, real quickly, uh, what, what are we going to go with here? Let's go with this, Zach. The Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff balled out this season, leading his team all the way to the NFC Championship game. I did see that. And almost a Super Bowl appearance. Zach, does Goff get a $40-plus million contract extension this offseason? I don't know about the money part, but he, he should get an extension with what he's done so far. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean... We, we all saw it. This season was incredible, and it sucked the way it went out, and there's blame being thrown at everybody, which there is some to be dished out, rightfully so, but there's a lot of blame being thrown out right now. I do see him getting extension. I don't know numbers. You don't know numbers? Nope. All right. I can like that. It'll be over 40 mil. He's going to make bank this offseason. <laughs> Anyways, Novak, let's go back to you for the final question of this uh, of this little segment here. Novak, last night... Tom Izzo, the head coach of Michigan State basketball, earned his 700th career win against the team down the road, the Michigan Wolverines, 81-62 to after a rocky first half. Is this the final blow to Michigan head coach Juwan Howard? The final blow should have been two years ago because I hate this guy. I wish he would have gotten <laughs> fired from the jump. Ward Manuel trusts him too much. Um this better be the final blow. He better get canned after this. Yep. Can't stand the guy. I never wish he came to Michigan. Horrible. Just horrible. I mean, he's turned the culture completely upside down. And honestly, in my opinion, as a Michigan State fan, kind of watching some games this year, I don't think Jawan Howard is a bad coach per se. I just don't think he's ready. I think if Jawan Howard went to a smaller school first, maybe gained some experience. Because what? This is, his, this is his first head coaching opportunity, right? Uh-huh. Am I wrong? I mean... Why why throw yourself in there? I know it's a whole culture thing with with you know, Chris Weber and all of that malarkey that happened back in the nineteen nineties and everything like that. But I mean, I just I haven't seen what he's been able to do. He hasn't been able to do anything. The recruiting has been okay. You know, he got a couple got a five star. That's the one thing I can praise him for is he really knows how to recruit prospects, mm-hmm. but he can't coach them. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, uh, those were your morning announcements, gentlemen. And now as we get into the actual part of the show here today, so far I've led most of the show, but for now I'm going to take a step back and uh, let you guys talk about the Lions because I know this is your guys' team, not my team. I I realistically shouldn't really be saying anything because this is an opportunity for you guys to go out there and express your feelings. Really, we weren't even supposed to have an episode today. But after Detroit's loss in San Francisco – we all felt the need to express our feelings on the situation. So go ahead, boys, and uh, and, and take it away. Uh, all right. Well, number one, of course you can talk about it. It's the end, This is a podcast. Well, I know I, know I can talk about only, it. There's three of, course, of us. Of course, of course I can talk about it. But at the but, same time, I'm a Steelers fan. I've I've gone through this situation before. So unlike a couple of NFL, uh, NFL fan bases, I actually understand what you're talking about. Okay. Well, I understand the, the pain and everything. Um, but it's not my team. So I should I I don't feel like I should be sitting here bawling my eyes out saying oh the lions didn't do this. All right, well none of us no are going to be bawling our eyes out. Let's get let's establish that right agree. now. I agree. But I feel like I dozed off right as they kneeled the ball right before halftime, right? Yep. Slept through that. I woke up and I felt like I was just a couple years back watching uh the f- what was it? The Patriots versus the Falcons. 
It literally, I felt the exact same way, and it made me very angry. <laughs> I don't know about you, Novak, but I when I it was just. Mm. I, I almost lost my mind. I was at Ford Field for the watch party. (laughs) The place was so hype in the first half. It was ridiculous. It was so loud. And it wasn't even, like, completely sold out. Like, the upper deck was completely empty. It was just the lower bowl, and it was loud in there. Second half, dead. Mm -hmm. Absolutely dead. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. And just so many things at so many different positions so many different aspects of our game went wrong to cause that it was just frustrating to watch because that's not that's not the team that we were in the normal in the regular season like that didn't happen that doesn't happen in the regular season this team is was built to hold on to a lead and they couldn't hold on to a lead and it was a big one now to be fair it is it is a big playoff game it's the biggest game they've played in 30 years in three decades plus but so I can I can kind of understand like okay this is the team's first time getting this far in the playoffs getting to the playoffs really at all <laughs> so I can I'm not like terribly like totally mad at the team because it's it was a rough spot to be in yeah. they're on the road for this big of a game I'm not like bashing them but whatnot were there decisions that could have been made to change the outcome absolutely were there plays that could have changed it? absolutely we all saw it Cam Sutton. Um, I can't remember can't his name. Tackle. I Josh can't remember Reynolds. Reynolds. That's who it was. Like there were, there's blame to be thrown around. But at the end of the day, at least now this team has some playoff experience. They that's can go into true. next season knowing, like, okay, this is what it feels like to get to this spot. So let's break that yeah. next year. Well, here's the thing, Lions fans. Um, in my opinion, at least as a Steelers fan, I've gone through this situation before, and it has been recently because the Steelers haven't won playoff game in what seven, eight years, probably. It's been a long time. It's been a bit. It's been a long time. But there, there's there been times where I don't remember the year was, but there was one year where Pittsburgh made the AFC Championship game against Tom Brady and the Patriots. Nobody, everybody knew that the Patriots were going to win, right? But it's they still were They were primetime Patriots, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was Tom Brady, it was Bill Belichick, primetime. Come on now. Here's the thing, though, all right? You're different from a lot of different NFL teams. Completely different. Lions fans, you had 24 hours to be mad all you want at Dan Campbell for, for not kicking that field goal. You had 24 hours to be mad at Josh Reynolds for dropping that ball. Heck, you had 24 hours to be mad at C.J. Garner-Johnson for waving to the crowd. All right? It's over. Who cares? Realistically, well, okay? Well. Doesn't matter. Do, does, no, no excuses. Does eh. not matter. Does not matter. Who cares? Because now you're on to the next season. The difference with the Lions is that they're one of the youngest teams in the entire NFL, and they made it this far. Credit during the AFC, they're, excuse me, during the NFC, right, which is a, a a weak conference in whole, but at the same time, you won the big games. You beat the Chiefs, who are in the Super Bowl right now. You 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 contended with the Cowboys. You played well. You, you beat you beat the two or the Buccaneers and the Rams. Guys, there's In no games. 100%. There's no reason to be mad anymore. You can you can be ticked off for 24 hours, all right? If if I'd give us till the Super Bowl's uh-uh. done. I'd give us till the start of the Super Bowl, then we can let everything can't go and really I start I agree. I'm triggered about what the Super Bowl is right now. And at this point, uh, I kind of am in that boat, and I was really ticked for 24 hours, yeah. 48 hours, but now I'm like, okay, it's whatever. I'm look, not going to be roster, really mad. Look at your roster. What you they, the Lions have 58 million dollars in cap space? They yeah, have they the 29th overall pick. They got capital to which they can trade up and get a cornerback. Heck, listen, Lions, all you have to do, do not sign Jared Goff to a $40-plus million extension. 
That's it. Because if, if they do, they are throwing themselves in the dumpster for years. It's a Miguel Cabrera-like contract. Because here's the thing. Jared Goff is 29 years old. Yeah, time's taken. You sign him to a three-year deal that's going to be 32 when he leaves. You sign him to a 40-plus million-dollar extension. Guys, Jared Goff is a system quarterback. He's a great quarterback in Ben Johnson's offense, but you take Ben Johnson out and you put some rando back there calling the offensive plays, Jared Goff is going to be like he is right now. It's not going to click. Yeah, I see what you're – I can see that. I can see that. If Ben Johnson leaves next year – and you throw forty plus million dollars at Jared Goff for like a three year, four year deal, you're screwed. There's no way around it. Because here's the thing. Every every other position on the field besides cornerback is covered. Everyone. And they're all young players. L- literally, look at every position on the field and don't and tell me that there's not a young rising star at that position. Wide receiver, I'm Ross St. Brown, tight end, Sam Laporta, offensive line, Panay Sewell. Running back, Jameer Gibbs. Like, every other position on the field has a young player. We just need to get that. Pretty much, if we can find a Brock Purdy somewhere in the depths of this draft, hey, or if we that, can pick man. one up. We somebody who's young. Screw that. We need somebody who's young who can toss the rock a little bit. Develop screw develop Hendon Hooker. They already got him. No, no. Uh, yes, no, yes, no, yes. no. Novak, that was the worst thing the Lions could have done last year, and I will stand on that ground until I die. That is a horrible pick. They said Why would you they, waste a third-round pick on Hendon Hooker, who's 25 years old right now, not a snap in the NFL? You're telling me right now that after three years when Hendon Hooker is 28 years old, hasn't had a snap in the NFL, that you're willing to throw him in there? Yes. No. Uh-uh. No, I'm sorry, no, 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 Novak, no, 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 but no, no, I have no, to no, disagree no, no. with that one. No. Here's what you do. You do what Zach did, right? You do what Zach said. This is a very deep quarterback class. You might go into the fourth to seventh round and pick a quarterback that you're saying, hey, right, if he works out, great. If not, who cares, right? It doesn't matter to me. You do not pick a quarterback that you're not going to play, and that's very old with your third-round pick. Other than that, the Lions had a great draft last year, right? I was completely wrong. I said that Gibbs, Campbell, and Laporta were bad picks. I would have taken Mayer. I would not have taken a linebacker in the, in the draft last year, and heck, I would not have taken a running back with the 12th overall pick. But look what happened, right? The whole Brian Branch selection, everybody knew would be great, but Hendon Hooker, I cannot justify that. Horrible Horrible selection. Because now now you're screwed, right? Now you're looking at that three-year extension with Jared Goff. You're probably going to have to pay him at least $30 million a year, right? And if Ben Johnson leaves next year, which I honestly don't think he will, I think he loves it here in Detroit, and he's proven that in the past two seasons, I think, honestly, if, you, if you're going to keep Jared Goff, right? Hendon Hooker, I think, is gone. I think he's useless. There's no reason. Because he's 25 years old, guys, right? If he goes in after Jared Goff, he's not going to be good enough than any other quarterback that you can probably get in the draft class, right? And he's going to be 28 years old. Not your franchise QB. By the time we get him developed, it's going to be, uh, he's going to be on the clock, pretty much, mm-hmm. just like Goff. And he won't be, obviously, he won't be 29 or however old he yeah. will be. But it'll be kind of like pushing, like trying to get a veteran. And it's, it, I don't, I, I think we need to pick up a quarterback. Because, I mean, if you look at, the games, right? We look at the game that we just lost. And, Ben, I know you – we played baseball, so you know what I'm about to say, and you know the the depths of what it means. Uh-huh. The physical mistakes cost us that game. Yeah, realistically, sure. realistically, we didn't have more than a couple mental errors that entire game. We didn't have anybody – like, obviously, we'll not even get to the field goal conversation because <laughs> that worked all season for us. 
but it was the physical mistakes. If we can get a young quarterback in soon, then we will be able to eliminate the physical mistakes at every other position because everybody else is going to have experience by them. And we'll start building up a quarterback position that's younger. Then we'll have a rock-solid offense and defense. Mm-hmm. I, I do not see that going bad for us. Are you saying that you don't want to sign Goff to an extension at all? No, I, give him an extension. I, I think like what you said. I think extension. you said two, three years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, they're probably going to do more than that, but I, I, I don't, I don't want them to go more than two or three years. Yep. Get a young quarterback out of this draft class. You said it was de- it really in very depth, deep, very, very deep, deep quarterback, quarterback class. class. Get a young quarterback. Start building him early. Get him some snaps in the preseason and as much as we can, and in one or two years put him in. It's it's like a Jordan Love situation, honestly, with Green Bay. What's going on right now? You know, but here here's here's the thing, right? The Lions have their first taste of success. If you ask any Lion fan in Detroit, they want this thing to turn into a dynasty, like the Chiefs have right now, or the Patriots had previously, right? Yep. Look at any dynasty in, in NFL history. Do you see a Jared Goff like quarterback at the helm? No. No. You need a franchise quarterback that you can build up that can stay with these players that are young currently. You need a guy that's around the age of Panay Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson. Basically a Tom Brady. 100%. Brady got his chance. He yeah. made a count. And then look at what happened. Mm-hmm. Look at the years and years of success and dominance out of that squad. That's, that's what you got to have. you got to have a top five quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Unless you're Sam Fran and you just have... The top player at <laughs> every single McCaffrey. position. Top running back, top tackle, top defensive line. Like, what, what are you going to do? What are you honestly going to do? It, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Even with ever, how the first half went, yeah, we limited them to seven points first half. That is, like, they could very easily go out there and win that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. With the, with the it, just raw talent that they have, they can win that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, I want to get into something else here real quickly with the Lions. Um... In regards to Dan Campbell's uh, going for it on fourth down twice and not kicking the field goal, at what point do Lions fans question the need for a kicker in Dan Campbell's system? That's a valuable Um, roster spot. Why not just get a guy who can punt the ball and can get extra points? If you're going to go for it every time on fourth down, why take up the roster spot with an unproven kicker? I feel like that is a good point, except I think Campbell... Campbell's growing along with this team, remember. Mm-hmm. I think Campbell's going to learn from this. I don't think we're going to be – I think we'll still be full tilt next year, mm-hmm. but I think that we're going to start like, okay, think about this realistically. We get the three. Like, I think he'll start maybe – and I'm not saying I want him to do either. It's it's his call at the end of the day, and I don't. we don't know exactly what's going to work or not. I like the fourth down full send mentality, but – I think we need to maybe just figure out when it's time to kick for three. Well, here's here's the problem with that, Zach. Your coach came out and said in the press conference after the game that he would not he regrets change nothing. Yep. that call. It, it got, Dan, it's got to do something different, man. I'm okay with going for it on fourth down every now and then, but why are we running the ball when we pass it all the way down the field? Why? Why not take the points? Go and that was another thing. The play call. At least a little bit. The play call along with that was – Drives me nuts. Recipe man. for what happened, but yeah, no, I think, like I said, he's gonna learn from it. I think he'll dial it back a little, just enough next year, and I think we'll be able to be comfortable with okay. 
What was the yardage on fourth down? I think it was like three. fourth and three or it something. Was three. It was fourth, fourth and three. three. So it wasn't a lot. Like you can't blame him for wanting to go for it, but it's there's a time and there's a time and obviously, but no. there's a time and place. You can't blame him for wanting to go for it. Yes, I can. Yes, not no, you can't. Uh, they're go kick- back. Okay, listen. I was. What was the yardage on that field goal, real quick, before you go I don't back? Remember. Like forty-eight plus yards. Okay, long so, field goal. But here, here's and he is nine for twenty this season you're inclu- on you're inclu- forty-eight okay. plus yard field Hold goals. Hold on, time out. A lot of people are saying that Michael Badgley is horrible. Guess what? Michael he Badgley is. is not that bad. He's not. A good. lot of people are taking his twenty twenty stats where he was horrific. Guys, that was four years ago. Okay, put your kicker in the game. You have two opportunities to do that, and you're gonna you're gonna tell me that you're gonna go for it on fourth down again. Again? The second time was ridiculous. Why? The first time the first time was like Dan, okay, why? Dan. But the second time Dan, is where why? I was like, okay, guys. And you're passing the ball all the way down the field. You're doing a great job. You're burning their secondary. Why are we running the ball, guys? Why are we running the ball? I can see that one. That's, it just it drives yeah. me. So you know you know what Detroit does? Here's here's what the Lions do. They go out to some rando in the community and say, Hey, listen, I'm gonna pay you two and a half thousand dollars a year to come to the Ford Field every single game, right? Follow the Lions around the country. Wait, whenever they go on away games, stand behind Dan Campbell whenever it's fourth down, tap him on the shoulder and say it's fourth down, Dan. Don't go for it. That's <laughs> it. That's all the guy's job is to do. You ever seen the uh the um what's it called? The highlights of the uh the pull coach that pulls Sean McVay back in the, Los yeah, Angeles? This, uh, yeah. what's same the, thing. the step back coach? Same thing. Literally the exact same thing. That's what Detroit needs. Because every single time that I've watched a Lions game and Dan Campbell has an opportunity to go for it on fourth down, my heart starts racing. And I'm not even a Lions fan, guys. I'm a Steelers fan. I don't want the Lions to win. I want Dan Campbell to win, right? But at the same time, I'm not going to come out here and root for the Lions. Unless they're playing a team that I need them to beat. You know what I mean? Which was the Ravens this past... I mean, it was the first time I've rooted for Baltimore in my entire life and they let me down, so... Thanks, thanks. Lamar. Yeah, I they really Ameri- wanted they Ravens let America to win. down. They let America horrible. down. Horrible, horrible. My God, but he, I mean, it, literally, the Lions got the matchup they wanted, right? If, if they win, if they win that game, you have the team you want to play, because you don't want to play Baltimore. No. I, I could care less about the defense. I could care less about say Flowers. I could care less about Mark Andrews. You can't contain a quarterback that that runs. That's the and one Lamar Jackson is unhinged oh, outside you like of the Lam- pocket. You know a little thing about Lamar Jackson, don't you? Lamar, say? okay. <laughs> Ravens are my second favorite team. Context: Lamar Jackson is an absolute beast. Obviously, he's in the NFL, but the things that that man can do when he leaves the pocket is ridiculous. It is, I'm not going to say unheard of, but it is close. Yeah, it is ridiculous. The moment he gets out of the pocket, moment he has a gap, then Shabay. he's gone. Shebang. And it would be really hard for Detroit to combat that. Shebang. Especially, Novak, you were watching the game. I bet you remember this exact play. I can't remember if it was third or fourth down or whatnot. I think it was third down. It was third down. And we had one linebacker in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Alex Brock, and, Yep, and Completely Brock Purdy. With. And Brock Purdy sent it up the gut. You cannot blame. Obviously, open field tackles are not a strong suit. Yeah, they but Brock that Purdy, before the game. Brock Purdy can't scramble. Yeah, but we gave him... Like yeah. fifteen yards with room on either side, well, like that. They, like Lamar would have eaten us alive. Exactly. I was just about to. I was just about to bring up that point. Like that Lamar would tear up that defense, but the way Brock Purdy was running on him, Lamar Jackson would have ran for about a mile on that defense. It would have been not only very hard. It would have been. It would have literally. We would have had to change our complete defense. Pretty much is what it's looking like. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it though, because on that play, Alex Angelotti is sitting underneath as a spy. Follow the quarterback. Yeah. 
yeah. You know, uh, that's that's one of those things that'll kill you, man. You know, mental mistakes. I see. I can live with physical mistakes. You're gonna drop a pass every once in a while, right? Oh, the face, man. You're, you're gonna oh you're gonna God. drop a pass. But when you when when you have things that you can a hundred percent ultimately control, right? In terms of mental things, the little things pile up, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what that miss tackle. No matter what sport you're playing, you're gonna miss tackle. tackle. You're gonna miss tackle here and there, right? It's football, but you're not gonna follow your assignment. You're not gonna do your job. You're in the NFL. Was guys. he on a spy? Because he was in the middle of the field. Yes, he was a spy. He was supposed to sit underneath and follow Brock Purdy, and he didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, no, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, the Lions had it. They. It had was it, right man. there, they right there. And I, I didn't, I didn't even tune in. I, I mean, we talked about nine to seven one earlier. I didn't even tune in on Monday to hear Rico Beard go nuts. Oh, I, was, I tuned in yesterday and the day before was at he work, going nuts? and he, they're still going nuts. Yeah, it's still it's still there. But whatever, Rico. I mean, could've, we can coulda woulda should all day long. Next year is gonna be insane. Oh, I, we we have we're gonna be as good. We better be as good. They better be better. I expect more. Expect, I think I, I think I, mean, I would expect fourteen and three, right? I expect more. I expect at least a Super Bowl appearance. Wow. I'm not going to say I expect I, that, but I would 100% playoff, 100%. They need to win the division again. I minimum. want 100%. division. We can go to the championship game. If we lose again, obviously we're going to be mad, but that's two years in a row. We're getting somewhere. We're mm-hmm. starting to make real progress as a squad, yeah. as a franchise. So if we can get there again next year, I will be, I will be happy with it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it'll suck for – the days after we lose, but it, I'll be happy that we got there. Yeah. Now, here we go. Um, the Lions hold the 29th pick in the draft, right? Considering in this scenario that the Lions go out and sign a big-name cornerback, whether that's Jalen Johnson, whether that's Legarius Sneed, right, whatever, you, they go out and they sign a big-name corner. Who are you guys taking with the uh, the 29th overall pick in, um, in, in the draft this year if you're Detroit? I don't know an exact quarterback, but I don't need I don't need names. I just need, need I want positions. A quarterback, please. Like in that's the first the, round or no? no. It might be cornerback. I I just told you they are, they're going out and getting a uh, a corner in free agency. I okay. In this scenario, I'm happy with in this free scenario. agent. Yeah, they should go out and get a free agent cornerback. So mm-hmm. that should actually come to reality. Yeah. No. Either that's tough. That's tough. I'd say because you said the only really position like what well, where was the um. We're Sutton, Sutton's a corner, yeah. Sutton's so, a corner. so there's a couple spots we could get someone, but mainly I just want quarterback first or second, maybe third round. Wow, interesting. In my in my opinion, obviously that's bold coming from me. I get but it. Get him early. Get you a want, quarterback early. Please. You want to pull a Jordan Love situation where they drafted him, at, I think at like pick twenty two or something out of Utah State, and sat him behind Aaron Rodgers for two years, and now look at what Jordan Love has turned himself into, right? Turned Especially turned behind a, a veteran like that. Yeah, I mean realistically. Um, I don't know. I I don't really know what uh, position they're gonna go. But honestly, if possible, I think they should trade up and get edge. Like they have to get an edge rusher to uh, complement. Get a defensive tackle or defense D end. I'm not necessarily saying D tackle, but yes, D end or edge rusher. Yes. They need to compliment Aiden Hutchinson. He's got no help on the outside of the pass rush. Oh, uh, yeah, and now that you mentioned that, I just remembered. Like, it's kind of been, like, the whole season. Like, we saw Hutchinson in the last two games getting swats, getting real good pressure, even because he's getting double-teamed every time. 
if we can get another edge rusher like Hutchinson, like Hutch, then that makes our defensive line, I'd say it shoots us up probably top 10. Because, they've, yeah, they've already got Ali McNeil in the middle. They've already obviously got Hutch on the edge. They need another edge rusher. And obviously, Dallas Turner is going to be gone mm-hmm. by their pick. I've seen Dallas Turner projected to go top 10 in these mock drafts this whole time. Perfect fit for the Lions, though. Chop Robinson, Penn State. Draft wow. him. Take Chop Robinson. The end. He's right. he's an edge. Yep. He's a speed rusher, and he could very easily complement Hutch. Mm-hmm. Hutton, Chop Robinson could uh, gather some attention from the offensive line and even running backs on blitz pickups, um, just on the other edge and free up space for Hutchinson. And we were just talking about Lamar Jackson. You want to talk about a containment line? Exactly. There, there you go. If and you could get another rusher, then beautiful. And that's perfect because Chop Robinson's game is speed because he, he would be able to actually kind of keep up with Lamar Jackson and contain him a little better if they were going to play a scrambling quarterback like that. Which there is going to eventually, within the next two years, there's going to be another one. It, yep, it, eventually there's going to be another Lamar Jackson that comes out and just is lethal outside the pocket. It's going to happen. You're right. So if we can be prepared for it, if we get another D-end, maybe even another interior D-tackle, if we can get a stud, then we're in really good shape. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I agree. Anyways, gentlemen, that is unfortunately all the time that we have here today for uh, Cheap Seats. We will be back next week on Wednesday uh, for Aiden Novak, Zachary Hayes, the empty chair sitting next to Novak. Farewell, folks.